All right, uh, going to deal now with the situation regarding hospital bed closures in our province. You never want to hear about that. And right now we're looking at um, about 100 beds across the province and as many as 12 different hospitals being closed because of staffing shortages. Um, and obviously that's a concerning situation. The health minister, as I said, we asked him to come on the show and talk about it today. He's unavailable, um, but we do have some comments from him. He was asked about it earlier. Um, he says the government actually was anticipating staff shortages, saying... That's because of vacations. We did know that coming into July that um, we were going to have pressures from a human resources perspective um, in July and in August. HS is going to make sure they continue to respond to that. So that's Tyler Shandro saying that they're going to continue to respond. He also went on to say that they are throwing everything they have at recruitment and retention and resources are not an issue. So uh, let's find out exactly what the situation is with Heather Smith, who is the uh, president of the United Nurses of Alberta. Heather, thanks for joining us this morning. Appreciate it. Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. I apologize. Hi, Heather. Sorry, I forgot to hit the button. Are you there? Oh, I'm here. Good morning, Shay. Thanks so much for joining us. Um, Yeah, those numbers still hold up? About 100 beds closed in about 12 different locations? Is that what you're hearing uh, for the latest? Well, we're trying to ascertain through our our locals um, how many sites have either beds closed or services diminished, how many are requiring mandatory overtime. My list has about 14 on it right now. Um, But I just have to ask you a question, Shay. Did you just say that the minister said they're pouring all their resources into recruitment and retention? That's exactly what he said, and he has has told AHS that resources are not an issue on that front. That's the comment from uh, Health Minister Tyler Shandro, yes. Really? Because wouldn't you think one of the things that you would do if you're looking at recruitment and retention is not suggest that the workforce be paid less? Um, that occurred to me. I'm not going to lie. Uh, it did seem to be, uh, yeah, I, I agree with what you're saying, Heather. There's no question. Um, the question, that I, uh, what about, uh, you know, I was hearing for a spokesperson from your organization uh, earlier this week saying that uh, this is the most severe staff shortage that they have seen in the province of Alberta in their memory? That is certainly the case for many um, members in our um, organization and our membership. Um, It's unprecedented uh, from my recent experience, certainly. Yeah, it's you know we we normally have and we've always had uh, recruitment issues to places like high level. I mean, in the late '80s, I remember that they had to have uh, agency nurses come in. Um, But uh, it's not just the northern communities. It's not just the central communities, which were reported to us a few weeks ago, but it's right across the province, and it's in urban settings now as well, as you know. They probably, right, yeah, and that's a, that's, a, that's a pretty notable change, right? I mean, we see these kinds of incidents happen in rural centres, but I know there's at least six beds closed at uh, the Royal Alec in Edmonton, at the Cross Cancer Institute in Edmonton, so when you're seeing it happening in the big centres, that's, that's quite different. It is different, and it's certainly, I think, indicative of the overall deficits we have. And unfortunately, I don't see a short-term turnaround uh, based on, you know, how the the workforce is feeling at this point in time, both in terms of their physical and psychological exhaustion, as well as the messaging that new grads will be getting. So, you know, our fear is that new grads won't look to stay in the province and those who are currently here, our senior uh, practitioners, may well opt to uh, withdraw from the workforce entirely come this fall when they have to look at paying their annual registration. Um, 
The Premier and the Health Minister, when asked about this situation, both pointed to, we expected this in July and August when healthcare workers take summer vacations. This is not new. This is something that happens every year. Um, Is that true? Do we see staffing restrictions every year because of summer vacations? Well, we see some changes in service delivery. For instance, um, ORs may close for a short time um, so that physicians and uh, surgeons and others can, can take vacations. That, that kind of stuff has happened for as long as I've, I've worked in the province. But um, this is not that kind of, of situation from my perspective. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. We're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. What's different? I think we just don't have the workforce. And it's interesting that the minister would say they expected uh, to have shortages. And in fact, he probably should have because over many, many months, AHS has had a very tight reign on any kind of replacement of staff, any kind of vacancy that arises, whether that's from a um, somebody retiring or somebody moving on to another job. There's a very elaborate uh, process for a manager to have that staff person replaced, sometimes taking many months, sometimes not replaced at all, sometimes only posted as a temporary position. So we have, in fact, created a, a shortage by not appropriately recruiting and retaining staff in the, in the positions we have. So what do we see you know, in terms of um, the outcome for patients? Obviously, the bottom line is longer waits, right? The longer waits uh, certainly will occur in, in certain areas. But it's not just that. I mean, if you're told by your manager that we, you know, we are not going to be able to replace the two RNs and the two LPNs, and because it's not just about RNs, it's uh, it's also LPNs, RPNs, healthcare aides, where we have shortages across the province, and managers will say, um, today we have to cope with this, and that means you know you do minimal care, you don't do necessarily the the bathing and and the mobilizing and that kind of stuff because we simply don't have. The, the staff to, to give that kind of attention, which is necessary from my perspective to patients. So it does affect care. When you don't have an appropriate number of staff, and we've been arguing with AHS for a few years now in terms of what is appropriate because we don't believe some of their numbers uh, rising out of operational best practice are appropriate for patient safety and staff safety, but it, it, it does have implications for patients and their families in terms of what uh, desired, it's not essential care, uh, is not uh, undertaken in workplaces. I'm trying to wrap my head around the shortage itself, and maybe you can help me here. Um, do we not have enough available nurses looking for jobs, or do we have not enough jobs? We, we have the, the talent pool out there, but they can't get hired on. There's not enough positions. Uh, wh- where's the staff shortage coming from? 
I think it's, um, I personally think it, it's more related to we just don't have the resources in the province, um, whether that's because of people withdrawing from the workforce as, as a contributing to that. Um, but we have not had uh, any kind of robust, <laughs> any kind of retention and recruitment for many years here in the province. So I think it's just an overall deficit. I know in the North Zone, for instance, they have indicated that when they do post vacancies, they have significantly less uh, applicants uh, for those jobs. And you know, even if new graduates are applying for those jobs, and, and many of them do, and, and, you know, they get their sort of their feet under them in terms of, of care in a rural setting, as uh, many as soon as possible move on to uh, positions that become vacant in urban settings. So it's uh, this constant uh, turnover, which has its own implications for the staff that you know, the, the long haulers, if you want to call it, staff who remain there in terms of that constant uh, churn. And it has cost. I recall hearing that an average cost for every turnover in a position is about $20,000 in terms of skill upgrading and that kind of stuff and just the, the whole process. So it, there is a cost to turnover. There is a huge cost in terms of practice when you have that kind of turnover, particularly in, in rural facilities. Uh, Heather, thanks so much for your time this morning. I appreciate it. You're very welcome, Shay. Have a good day and stay safe. You too. That is Heather Smith, who is the president of the United Nurses of Alberta. Um, and uh, whenever we talk with you know the Teachers Association or the United Nurses of Alberta, I, I see your texts. Uh, a lot of people saying, well, this, what, what, would, what would you expect the union to say? Uh, you know, they want... Um, more members and they want more dues and all those sorts of things. And uh, yeah, okay, I, I get what you're saying. Um, they also are there to advocate for their employees and things like that. And as I said, we did ask the health minister to come on and give us the government's side of this situation. He was unavailable today. Uh, we asked him for a statement, didn't get one. So we're relying on the comments that he made earlier today. We're definitely trying to get um, the other aspect to this story because you're right. Um, you, you can't just take the union without getting the response from the government. We try.